everybody, and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby, and before we get into it, let's go ahead and knock out the ads out of the way and just get it done and over with. All right, all right, let's let's see if I can do this without messing up. It's going to be a first if I can do this without messing up. All right, this episode is featured on LegitMTG.com. I already fucked up. There, there we go. All right, so... All right, take two. This episode is featured on LegitMTG.com. LegitMTG... MTG... Motherfucker... Ah, I'm going to get this. This episode is featured on LegitMTG.com. LegitMTG.com not only has some really well-written articles, but also offers free shipping on all orders over $2 or more. Ever get tired of going to other sites and just have to buy some cheap singles and shipping costs more than what you're buying? No more. Any order over $2 or more has free shipping at LegitMTG.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Horizon Data Assist Makers of Rollback RX. Do you ever wish you could take your PC back in time and restore to a pristine state? Rollback RX not only allows you to bring your machine back to any point in time, but it's a great way to recover from a bad driver update, viruses, or even a botched installation. Horizon Data Assist doesn't tend to discount their product often as they know it's going to save you hundreds of dollars in recovering your PC. But for listeners of Magic Wazubi, they provided us an exclusive discount. Visit https colon slash slash goo dot gl slash capital di capital b v a capital f for twenty five percent off rollback rx, and as usual, I will be sure to tweet that link out. And five color combo is a great resource to find custom tokens, playmats, or other accessories to learn more about Magic the Gathering and keep up with the latest news and strategies. They've also developed the premier app for getting better at limited called Magic Drafter. Go to fivecolorcombo.com today or click on the links in the description to check it out. And Magic with Zuby can be found on the following. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, mtgcast.com. If you wish to email me with any questions, email me at mtgzuby at gmail.com. Magic with Zuby is also found on Facebook at facebook.com slash magicwithzuby, as well as Twitter at magicwithzuby. And also don't forget about the Nissa versus Obnixilis dual deck that's being given away. The code word is eat my shorts. So the way to win is to send me an email with that keyword in the subject line, eat my shorts. And the winners will be announced on the next episode next week. All right, so let's get to it. And welcome to another edition of News with Zuby. Today's headlines, drama shaking the core of the magic community. Is this product right for you? Deck Tech with Zuby, and last but not least, a little look on the community with a community spotlight. Now let's go ahead and take it to tonight's headline, drama shaking the core of the magic community. Alright, so the first story I'd like to talk about here is drama shaking the core of the magic community. But, real talk here. So, I was planning on originally having MTG headquarters on the podcast to do an interview. And this was actually an idea I thought of about one to two, 
actually by the time this comes out, probably about two to three weeks ago. And this was before the big major blow up where he had the spoiler cards with Kaladesh and, you know, Trick Jarrett saying what he said on Reddit. So basically, I just wanted to bring this up, talk about it a little bit, uh, a little bit from my perspective here. So in case you didn't know, I mean, I'm sure it's been talked about to death by now, is if you don't know who MTG Headquarters is, you can check out his YouTube channel and see who he is for yourself. Um, basically, he is known for being a little rough and tough with the community, pretty much saying what's on his mind, not in the most elegant manner, as some would definitely say. Um, this isn't, you know, sort of a, an opinion or bash piece. Peace, bash peace, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I know how to talk. Um, this is just more of a... That, I guess, sort of op disclosing what I was originally planning on doing. Like I said, I was originally planning on having him on for an interview, but the past week, week and a half, where he kind of really exploded, um, especially in the first 48 hours of the whole incident, when Trick Jared on Reddit you know, stated that he, they want nothing to do, Wizards as a company wants nothing to do with MTG Headquarters, that that when the way MTG Headquarters reacted just really kind of made me question, question like, wow, do I really want to do this? And so I asked some of my sponsors, you know, like, hey, would it be okay to do this? You know, because like I said, my idea was I originally wanted to do it two to three weeks ago, Mainly for the Puka Trade rant that he was going on. Because I just really wanted to get his thoughts on it. And, you know, my sponsors came back and said, like, oh, please don't. You know, we're having issues, you know, with other, you know, with other companies they deal with. And ju just the way he's acting. So, and like I said, so now it seems that he is, I guess, I, I don't want to say misguided. In a sense, the one thing that really turned me off, one of his videos, because, you know, if you know, know me personally, it's I love a good drama. I don't like being involved in the drama, but I love watching from the sidelines, you know, eating the popcorn and all that. But um, because I've been trying to keep up with it as much as I can, and now it just seems like it's turning into a whole Gamergate type deal, and ugh, I don't want to get in with that. But... It's. I was watching one of his videos. He went on a, you know, twenty minute, not really rant, but just video about talking, talking about you know, oh, how could wizards do this and et cetera, et cetera. But what really turned me off was, it just seemed like he was trying to get his followers to follow suit and you know start sending mail to wizards and Hasbro and all that, which you know that's fine. You know, I don't really like what happened to him in the sense of, you know, they gave him, you know, two spoilers for Kaladesh and then their PR per wizards PR person blatantly says it in a public forum. Like, Hey, we want nothing to do with him. To me, I feel in one retrospect that their PR people probably need to do a better job with who is handing out spoiler cards you know, that was definitely a mistake on there. And if they want nothing to do with him. And on the other hand, the way that Trick Jarrett handled it was probably not the most professional way that um, 
you know, it could have all been done behind closed doors and, you know, there could have been a statement issued saying, hey, I don't know, just some, just something better. It's all a bunch of political, you know, corporate politic, politics type crap, which, you know, you got to deal with every now and then. But now, <coughs> but I mean, I think it may have quieted down a little bit, but it's definitely... De definitely, I mean, you may not see it so much on Reddit, but definitely on Twitter. The Twitter magic community seems to be a little bit split that, you know, ever since this happened, because MTG headquarters does have a huge following, that it's it's definitely, you know, trying to change something here in terms of, you know, there are definitely people that feel like they're being excluded when the magic community itself is inclusive and all that so like i said i just wanted to kind of disclose that i was originally going to have them on but i'm decided to dis distancing myself away from it and yeah so as far as that drama going on you know in part of me kind of hopes that you know, all, all the mail that they're sending to wizards and hasbro and all that something does come from it you know even if it's just a really blanket corporate PR statement that it would just be like, ooh, he got, like, MTG headquarters got to him. That'd be hilarious. You know, that that's the cynical side of me. You know, do I really think something's going to happen? No. No, I mean, like, give it another week or two and it'll die out and everybody will forget, will forget it happened. And that's that. So... As far as other drama going on, there was some drama going on with the new world champion, Brian Branduin. I guess some of their pros were being salty that, you know, he made it through grinding Grand Prix and didn't have, and something about world invites. I didn't see the whole thing, but it was just, I don't know. It was just useless, useless drama. And oh, there's probably some other drama going on. I don't freaking know. Um, yeah, that was the big thing I wanted to talk about at first was just having MTG headquarters on, but deciding against it to my better judgment. Yeah, the, what really, really sealed the deal for me was that day when the whole thing on Reddit happened and he started blowing up just like, whoa, okay. Yeah, I don't think I can do this now, but it, it's all, it's all said and done now. It's done for. So let's get on to the next story here. My, that was a riveting tale, Zuby. Now let's get on to the next story. Is this product right for you? Well, Zuby reviews a instant magic collection product that he bought and purchased just for you guys to review and see. Is this the right purchase for you? Take it away. Alright, so recently I purchased one of those you know, instant magic collections where it's about a thousand magic cards, assorted magic cards, and, you know, hey, get get an instant collection if you're a new player. Um, I really wanted to do this because I see a lot of questions on Twitter, online, on message boards stating, you know, hey, how do I get a collection started? You know, a lot of people will recommend, hey, just do draft and eventually you'll get the cards you need. But, you know, not everyone may be interested in competitive play. Maybe they just want to collect the cards. Um, 
you know, there are websites out there that you can basically buy full sets of cards, you know, maybe a play set of each, maybe one of each of, you know, a certain set. And, you know, that's all well and good. But there's some players that will look at these, you know, assorted collections and think to themselves, hey, you know, why not get one of these? You know, how bad can they be? So I actually took it upon myself and purchased one of them. I may purchase another one just to do a little review. The one that I got today was the Star City Games Gold 1000 Magic Card Collection, whatever it's called. Um, oh, okay, wait, no, I think the official name of it is 1000 Assorted Magic Gathering Cards Gold Collection from Star City Games. So basically what I did was I sorted out all the cards you know, by color, and I, I'm going to post it on the website, you know, what I got, and just to do a little review of it. So, who is this product for? This product is definitely not for experienced players at all. It's, unless you, unless you are experienced and you just want to have maybe a quick collection, you know, go ahead and buy it. It was about twenty four ninety nine, and it's just, I mean, you're not going to get any money cards out of it. You know, I looked through it. There was not a single staple card that you'll find among Modern, Legacy, not even really Commander. I mean, hey, you may get lucky. But I went, like I said, I went through each and every card and counted it all up. And it turned out to be over a thousand cards. And, you know, with the gold collection, you do get some rare foils and you do get a little package of rares also. And like I said, none of them, I think, are even worth over a dollar. So, the one thing I do like about the Star City Games collection compared to other assorted collections I've bought is there is very, very few doubles. I think the most amount of one card I got when I was doing, when I was counting it all and recording everything that I got down was probably five of a, of one single, which I've had some collections where you get no, about maybe 20, 20 of a single card. And that's just frustrating, especially for people who enjoy buying this. So like I said, I would recommend this to new players if you just want an instant collection. Um, is it going to be worth it? No. No. I mean, you if you were to add up every single card by its cost of from Star City Games or TCG Player, you know, you do get your money back in that sense. But there's no way that you're going to be able to sell each and every card for what it's currently selling on TCG Player or Star City Games. I mean, you could. It would take a very long time. Um, if you were to try to sell it back to an LGS, you know, depending on most prices, you know, a thousand commons, uncommons for what, four or five bucks if you're lucky. I, I don't know, something like that. Um, but yeah, there, there's really, it's not worth it at all if you're looking to get a return on your investment. And one of the cool things that you can do with this is you can... You know, you, you can maybe two to four people, I, I wouldn't do three people, but four people max, you can maybe do a sealed. You know, you sort out all the cards by color, 
and do sealed, you know, in a sense of you could have your friends like, all right, player A chooses two colors and, I don't know, takes half of those colors or something like that. And, you know, go on and on and on. And you you guys could just build some quick decks. I mean, they're not going to be very good, but hey, it could be fun. You know, and you just put it back or you can make yourself a little cube out of it. You know, randomize the packs. I mean, is it going to be a very good cube? Nope, it's going to be terrible. But, you know, I mean, if you're like I said, if you're just looking for a quick instant collection, this is perfect. And I may buy another one just to see how it compares, you know, because I've bought I've bought one other collection before. You know, a, a thousand sorted magic cards from someone else. It was not. I, th- I think it was just a random person online, and it was just there had to have been twenty doubles of one card, and it it's frustrating. At least with Star City Games, y- you are not gonna be getting, you know, m- more than ten multiples of a card. Like I said, I think the most I got was probably five or six of a single card. And that's not too bad. Um, is there anything else that you can do with it? Like I said, you can do sealed. You can make a little crappy cube. Um, you got, if you and a friend, you can make some 60-card decks out of it. It's, you know, there's a lot you can do with it. Or you can sort it. You know, if you're one of those people like me that like sorting a lot all the time who can just turn on Netflix or turn on a movie and just sort cards for hours and hours and hours. But yeah, um, how I would rate this product, especially the star city games one, I'd probably give it a good, probably a good B. If I were to do like a grading scale, a good B. Um, like I said, I may do, I may buy another one and just see how, see if it's any better than, you know, Star City Games. I saw Ch- Troll and Toad have one. I'm sh- I'm sure other sites have them too. But yeah, that is it for this review. All right, back to the news desk. All right. So next on our list is Deck Tech with Zuby, and I have a Deck Tech that was sent to me by. Anna from Argentina. She sent this to me a while ago, and I just want to let you know, Anna, I'm not, I did not purposely ignore you or anything like that. I've just been super, super busy. So she sent me a black white modern deck, and let's just go over it a little bit. And you know, I'll post the list on my website too, and also post my suggestions for it as well. So it sort of looks like an extort life gain type deck. So let's see, the creatures, I just have 60 cards, I don't have an actual sideboard here, and my pop filter is being dumb, hold on, alright. Alright, so there's no sideboard, I'm not going to do any sideboard suggestions, because sideboard, to me, especially for modern, is all dependent on your local meta, you know, if her local meta is heavy in control, or Tron, or whatever, you know, just make those kind of choices, but let's just focus on the main 60 cards. So she has, for creatures, two Deathbringer Liege. Deathbringer Liege is two colorless and three white or three black. Other white creatures you control get plus one, plus one. Other black creatures you control get plus one, plus one. Whenever you play a white spell, you may tap target creature. Whenever you play a black spell, you may destroy target creature if it's tapped. 
Uh, she has two Divinity of Pride, which is five white or five black or, you know, mix and match. Has Flying Lifelink. Divinity of Pride gets plus four, plus four, as long as you have 25 or more life. It's a 4-4 four, four flyer. Uh, two Kingpins pet. One colorless, a white, and a black. Has Flying Extort. Whenever you cast a spell, you may pay white or black. If you do, each opponent loses one life and you gain that much life. Uh, three Morning Thrall. One colorless and one white or black uh, has flying whenever morning thrall deals damage you gain that much life it's a one one three night sky mimic one colorless a uh, one white and a black one white or black i mean whenever you play a spell that's both white and black night sky mimic becomes four four and gains flying until end of turn that's not a bad card i like i like that card uh three nip guillian i'm probably completely saying that wrong Gwil Gwilian? No, no, no. It costs one white or one black. Uh, has lifelink. It's a 1-1. One, one. Uh, two souls of the faultless. One white and two black. Defender. Whenever souls of the faultless is deal dealt combat damage, you gain that much life and attacking player loses that much life. Hmm. It's not bad. A 0-4. Two still moon cavalier. One colorless and either two white or two black or mix and match it's a 2-1 zombie knight protection from white and from black uh white and you can pay one white or black still moon cavalier gains flying until end of turn pay another white or black still moon cavalier gains first strike until end of turn or pay two white or two black or you know mix and match still moon cavalier gets plus one plus oh until end of turn that's interesting I like the protection from white, because especially protection from Path to Exile. Um, Tithe Drinker. There's two Tithe Drinker. Uh, costs one white and one black. Lifelink, lifelink and Extort. It's a 2-1. Now, there are quite a, bit of, quite a bit of enchantments here. Edge of Divinity. Edge of the Divinity. Costs one white or a black. Enchant creature, as long as enchanted creature is white, it gets plus one, plus two. As long as enchanted creature is black, it gets plus two, plus one. A uh, gift of or Orzava uh, costs one colorless and and two white or black. Enchant creature, enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one, and has flying and lifelink. Two holy strength costs one white. Enchant creature, enchanted creature gets plus one, plus two. Two unholy strength costs one black. Enchant creature, enchanted creature gets plus two, plus one. There are some instants here. First one is two beckon apparition. Costs a white or a black. Instant exile target card from a graveyard. Put a one one white black spirit creature token with flying onto the battlefield. Ugh, hold on, this fucking piece of shit pop filter. Why do you have to do this when I'm recording? Hold on. Yeah, I know, I can easily cut this out, but, you know, then you don't get the authentic me. You don't get my authentic motherfucking what-the-fuck when I'm trying to fucking record here. Alright, so, yeah, I said Becca Apparition. Alright, next one, three unmake. It costs three white or three black, or mix and match, exile target creature. Uh, three zealous persecution. Costs a white and a black. Until end of turn, creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and creatures your opponents control get negative one, negative one. Um, as for land, there are four Orzhov Basilica, four, which is 
Orzhov Basilica enters the battlefield tap. When Orzhov Basilica enters the battlefield, return a land you control to its owner's hand. You can tap it to add white and black to your mana pool, so it's two to your mana pool. There are four Orzhov Guildgate. Orzhov Guildgate enters the battlefield tapped. Add a white or black to your mana pool. Four planes, four Scoured Barons. Scoured Barons enters the battlefield tapped. When Scoured Barons enters the battlefield, you gain one life. Add white or black to your mana pool and four Swamp. So that is the deck that Anna from Argentina sent me, and thank you for that. This looks pretty interesting. Um, the th cards that really pop out to me that make me really excited about this is one, the Night Sky Mimic, that whenever you play a spell that's both white and black, it get, becomes a 4-4 four, four and gains flying until end of turn. That's not bad at all for a 2-cost. And you have plenty of spells that cost white and black um, here so far. Um, the other cards that I really liked, that I, it kind of made me question a little bit, but it wouldn't be too bad... Um, Souls of the Faultless, that's another one that really made me think for a second, like, why would you want that? And then having to think, well, if you're up against someone who has a really big creature, you know, something like that, and you block it with Souls of the Faultless, boom, they lose that much life. You gain that much life as long as there's no trample. Still, it's not a bad, not a bad card. That It, it was pretty cool. Um, the other cards that I liked was edge of the divinity which was the enchant where if it's white it gets plus one plus two or if it's black it gets plus two plus one or if it's both it gets both of them which that's pretty dang cool um i really liked that um some of the cards all right let's talk about the land base first the land base is way too slow for modern um right now there are 12 tap lands so the only tap land i probably wouldn't get rid of but definitely drop it down some would be maybe have two to three orzhov basilicas definitely not four maybe two for that because out of all the tap lands that's the best one you have here and since you have a lot of cards that gain life you don't really need to have Scoured Barons or Orzhov Guildgate. Um, Scoured Barons does give you life. Orzhov Guildgate does the same thing minus the life. I would definitely get rid of those. And, and in place, I would put the new Fastland from Kaladesh, the Concealed Courtyard, where it enters the battlefield tapped unless you control two or fewer lands, you add white or black. Um, and then also definitely invest in some Godless Shrine, the Shockland, the white-black Shockland. Um, and then I would definitely put some fetches in order to just do mana fixing for whenever you need mana or the right mana for whatever cards you have. You can use, I, I tend to stick with the cons or onslaught fetches because those are a lot cheaper than the Zendikar fetches. So the fetches that you could use from cons are Bloodstained Mire, which fetches a Swamp or Mountain but you know you have the swamp there the flooded strand which fetches for a plains or island uh polluted delta which searches for a swamp or um island and then windswept teeth which searches for a forest or plains so any of those fetches can get godless shrine and then any of those fetches can get you know either your white or black mana as you 
need them. So if I were to do this, I would definitely probably go down to two Orzov Basilica, put in some fetches there. Um, you know, I'm not, I, I probably would have to do the land base a little bit different. Maybe go up to 20, well, yeah, 20 to 22 lands, maybe. Well, no, no, you don't want that many. 20 to 21 lands, I would try. Maybe just 20 at first. Um, and definitely get four godless shrines. Uh, the fetches, maybe two to three concealed courtyards. And j just sort of mess with the mana base that way. Um, as far as other cards I would put in... I understand where you're going with with the unmake because it's a white and black spell for the exile creature, but that is just a little bit too expensive, especially for modern. But when you have three mana, especially in modern, you want to be doing something different. When you have three mana, you could be doing, you know, you could be playing King's Pin Pet, or, you know, if you kept Gift of Orzava, I'd be playing that. Uh, the one, the one card I would definitely replaced unmake with would be the of course ever so often popular path to exile which exiles target creature its controller may search his or her library for a basic land card and put that card onto the battlefield tap then shuffle his or her library it costs one white super super cheap mana cost and it's just a much better card overall compared to unmake um the other the other thing I was thinking about with this deck where it needs a little bit of card draw in the sense of, you know, say you just start playing your stuff, you get all of your enchantments, and then you're just relying on your top deck. And since you are gaining life here, and it looks like you're gaining quite a bit of life, the, there's two cards you could go with here. Um, the ever-so-popular Dark Confidant, which is one colorless and a black. At the beginning of your upkeep, reveal the top card of your library and put that card into your hand. You lose life equal to its converted mana cost. So you're essentially drawing two cards on your turn. Um, that card is a bit expensive. There is another card that could be a budget replacement for it if you don't want to spend the money for it, and that's Dark Tutelage, which it costs one more. It is two colorless and a black it basically does the same thing at the beginning of your upkeep reveal the top card of your library and put that card into your hand you lose life equal to its converted mana cost so it it's the same thing but it's just an enchantment and it costs one more it it's definitely a budget replacement you know i wouldn't put both in the deck i'd put one or the other honestly i would prefer dark confidant but dark tutelage will do just as well for it um, another creature I was thinking that would be good in this deck, even though it doesn't kind of fit the theme, um, I'm trying, which one did I would think about replacing? Um, another creature I like is Vampire Nighthawk, which is one colorless and two black. It has flying, death touch, and lifelink, a two, three, which that is not bad for three mana. Um, a creature I'd probably replace if I had to choose. I'm not crazy about Kingpin's pet. I understand it has the extort cost and it's a white and black creature. I'm just not crazy about that compared to Vampire Nighthawk, which to me that feels like it's a better creature. 
with the death touch and the lifelink. Um, yeah, the other creatures I see death. I'm just a little worried that some of them are a little bit too expensive. Um, you have you have four or five costing creatures, which you know with the extra card draw, it won't be that hard to get up to there. And with the Orzhov Basilica, that just you know helps you get there quicker. Um, for the enchantments, the only enchantment I was not crazy about was the gift of Orzava. And I know where you're going with it because it's a white and black spell. It's just too expensive. For three mana, for an enchantment like that, it gets plus one, plus one, and has flying lifelink. There is there is a probably a slightly better enchantment. It's not going to be, it doesn't give all the same effects. It gives maybe about half of the effects of Gift of Orzava. That's Griff's Boon, which just came out in Shadows over Innistrad, where it costs one white, enchant creature, enchanted creature gets plus one, plus oh, and has flying. And plus it has sort of a rancor effect, where <clears throat> if it goes in your graveyard, you can you can pay three colorless and a white and return Griff's Boon from your graveyard to the battlefield attached to target creature. You know, you'd have to do that on your turn, but that's still not a bad... That's that's definitely an upside to it. Like I said, that was the only enchantment I wasn't crazy about. The other ones are pretty good. I, li I like the other ones for what you're trying to do here. Like I said, Gift of Orzava, just too expensive for what you're trying to do here. Um, Let's see... So there were some other cards here that I like um, that I was thinking about putting in maybe a little bit too slow, but, you know, the Beckon Apparition is very similar. Beckon Apparition, where you exile target card from a graveyard, put a 1-1 white and black spirit creature token with flying onto the battlefield. I understand where you're going with that with the Deathbringer Liege, and then plus it being a white and black spell for night sky mimic you know that's good if you wanted to keep that that's perfectly fine um there is another card that's similar that could be better i mean it, it is pretty popular lingering souls which is two colorless and a white but you put two one one white spirit creature tokens with flying onto the battlefield and plus it has a flashback cost of one colorless and a black um now that i think about it the beckon apparition is slightly more fitting with this deck. It's slight. It's definitely more fitting thematically in this deck. But Lingering Souls is the better card, um, just due to it having flashback, and you can put two one-one white spirit creature tokens. Um, and if it was my choice, I would definitely put in the Lingering Souls. But like I said, Beckon Apparition. That's still fine for a budget version because it thematically fits the deck here. Um, you know, this deck to me doesn't scream hand disruption, even though black is really good for that. You know, Inquisition of Kozilek or Thoughtseize would be really good. P probably sideboard. Probably really good sideboard. And then there's also more card draw if you don't have the Dark Tutelage or Dark Confidant out. You know, I'd probably fit in somewhere maybe two to three Sign and Bloods. Uh, where Sign and Blood, it costs two black, it's a sorcery. Target player draws two cards and loses two life. They say since you're more of a lifelink deck, 
life gain deck, you're not that worried about losing life. So those are those are the suggestions I could think of off the top of my head, spending about 30 minutes looking at the deck. And it looks pretty fun. Like I said, I see where you're going with it, and I'd be interested in really trying this out. Um, especially, you know, even if you wanted to keep everything as it is, the biggest thing I would definitely work on is the land base. Land base is just too slow. You know, get the fetches and shocks in there, and then the new Kaladesh land that's coming out, the Concealed Courtyard, definitely get that in there. You, It just makes your deck faster and better. And it, If that was the... If you kept everything else, but I would just change the, the land if that was the only thing you wanted to change. Um, so I just wanted to thank Anna from Argentina sending me that deck. If you want to send me other deck techs, you know, for me to look at, if you want any suggestions or anything like that, send them my way. Um, I will say I am not that proficient in Legacy yet. I am not that proficient in EDH. Even though I do play EDH, I am just not anywhere near you know that well versed in edh it was funny i went to go to the lgs the other day and the guy behind the counter he actually the guy behind the counter who works there now is emery who i interviewed before that three hour plus episode of all edh and he is like he's like our edh god there so we he wanted to give some of us a test you know, like he'll he'd name a commander and then name some staple cards that go with the commander that sort of follow its ability. So, um, of course, I did absolutely terrible in the test and I just could not think of a single card for a lot of them. He was giving me some commanders I've never even freaking heard of. So, yeah, um, if, like I said, if you want to send me deck techs, I'm pretty well versed in standard and modern. I'm slowly getting better at legacy. I need to actually sit down and practice my legacy elves more. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um, thank you, Anna, for sending me this deck. And I kind of enjoyed doing this. All right, let's get on to the last new spot. And that's the community spotlight. <laughs> All right, and to end with, we've got our community spotlight. This is just something I wanted to do. Um, this is not a paid advertisement or anything like that. So you know, no one's forcing me to say this or anything like that. It was something I was just thinking of, and I'm kind of thankful for this little community. And, you know, I, I really enjoy coming here. And I, I think I've mentioned it before on the show, and... You know, they've even been featured on the DailyMTG.com. So, the community, little community that I'm talking about is KitchenTableMTG.com. They are a pretty small Magic the Gathering forum, um, but really, really friendly. The guy who runs it, La Lasrac, or La Lazri Lazric, I'm completely butchering that name. But I'm just Laz, or Las, Laz. I think I like Laz. I'm just going to say Laz until I'm completely corrected here. Um, he's, you know, really, really dedicated guy, really loves magic and, you know, has, has been fostering this community since January and trying to build it up. They've just recently hit over 100 members this past month. And, you know, they he definitely wants to help out other content creators for magic to, you know, help get the name out there. And all that he's definitely helped me get 
you know some more listeners i think i went from two listeners to three so and that that really helped <laughs> but um no it's i would definitely check it out you know cuz there are other forums you know out there like reddit mtg salvation um those are the only two really big ones i know and then there's twitter of course but for a good a good community that's pretty nice relaxing atmosphere there's really none of those people on there that are like oh you're stupid for playing a deck like that you know or why would you pick a card choice like that that's terrible you know there's really none of that and so it's pretty laid back and i enjoy it and i implore every one of my listeners to go check out that site because it's definitely worth it and stay there you know if you're a content creator yourself um you know talk with the guy lass and Laz, Lass, whatever, and, you know, he will gladly help you out, you know, just, he he's definitely there for the community, so I just want to say thank you, and I appreciate it, and definitely check it out, so that was the cast, um, and it was pretty different, I wanted to do something a little bit different, little news driven, and kind of, I don't know, silly in some parts, but if you liked it, hey, cool. I may do other stuff like this. This it did take a little bit longer to even set this all up and edit it and all that. So it was definitely fun and I enjoyed it. And have a great night, everybody. Alright? Thank you for listening. <laughs>